Hello and welcome to Horrible Friends. Uh, this is a fun podcast where we listen to or watch terrible movies. Uh, my name is Kyle. Uh, my name is Mike. Hey, what's up? It's Dan. And this is Eric. And this is Chris. And today we bring you Deathbed, the bed that eats. Um, this this was something, guys. Uh, we we said last time this was something, but this was something. Um, this was really something. Dance. It, it subverts your expectations because beds don't normally eat. That's <laughs> that's important. It's important to understand. Uh, Dan, did you want to start us off with the uh, what happened, the plot, the whatever that thread you want to call a plot yes. is? Yeah. Uh, without <laughs> looking what? it up on Wikipedia this time. Yes. Um, was there a plot? Because I didn't find it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So basically, quick quick synopsis. We open up. Uh, two people apparently want to have sex on this random bed that they heard about, I guess. I don't <laughs> know. They drove there. And this guy who's clearly a rapist and or bought her as a prostitute uh, pulls her on the bed, uh, starts eating her face immediately, takes off her shirt. I have to emphasize that he takes off her shirt because... There's a lot of boobs in this for no reason. A lot of boobies. <laughs> There's a lot will, of boobs. I will say he was I, I think he was trying to rip her boob off. I thought he was milking her. Yes. <laughs> that my my first uh reaction to that scene was this guy's never touched a boob before. <laughs> <laughs> so so um the curtains of this very nice uh definitely California king size bed mm-hmm. uh closes because uh, there's curtains around it. There's a what are they called? Those curtains that are around it. There's a name for them. Oh, I'm um, sure. Yeah, whatever it's called. Oh, the curtains close. Uh, they scream. They're apparently dead. Uh, cut forward. Three coworkers. Three, I three guess. Coworkers. Is that what they were? <laughs> yeah, they were coworkers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She like, oh, okay. oh man, I shouldn't have put it in. <laughs> One just invited herself. She's like, yeah, they didn't want me, but I just invited myself. I came anyway. It's cool. She was, she was pretty self-aware, though. She was like, I shouldn't have done this. I brought myself into this. I've invited myself. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> I thought so, the black female was a like a really shitty realtor because as soon as she got to the house, she's like, yeah, it smells like something's dead. Follow me. <laughs> uh, I think their jobs, they said something to the effect of they were part of like an attorney or something like that. And the, the property was being liquidated. And they were they, there to go check out the property. Something oh, was getting okay. liquidated. That not makes th- that makes a lot more sense as to why they went there. I was so confused. So anyway, they went to this property. Turns out there's not a property there. Who would have thought? Except for this old stone shed and a bed in the shed. They decide, hey, eh, we might as well sleep here for the night. And one of them goes to bed. The one that was uh, pretty self-aware and that I had actually started to like. I was like, oh, she's the hero of this. No, turns out, no, she was not the hero. Um, I don't think anybody was the hero. I think, I think <laughs> I, the Ben I was like the to, hero. I, I'd like I'm to totally add the that though, there, is, there was an entire house, but they only shot glimpses of it in the beginning. Correct. Because I don't think they had the budget or the permission to actually enter the full house. Yeah. So they just got the shack in the back. They had the budget to go there on the first day. They got their like B-roll of the house and they're like, okay, cool. When are we filming inside? And then everyone else was like, what do you mean? 
Inside? <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, we're going to the shack. The shack around will, back. <laughs> we, I, I'll say real quick uh, for anyone listening, because we are definitely going to mention the budget a bunch, and you should definitely take into consideration. Uh, they had a $30,000 budget, which approximately adds up to about 114000 as of uh, 2020, so still a very this, low budget. This is $1977. It's $30,000 in 1977, which, you know, a nickel took you a long way back then, boys. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, also mentioned that, like, the movie wasn't actually released until 2003. Yes. It was the, it got a theatrical release in 2003, but it had an underground cult following with, like, VHS trading tapes. Yeah, that that's a weird story in, its, in and of itself. Um, but all right, let's, let's finish out this plot. Okay, so... <laughs> So one girl dies, she gets eaten by the bed, didn't see that coming. Uh, there's an emo incel kid, goth kid, that hides behind a painting because he apparently died. Um, the There's a bunch of pointless scenes where a bunch of other people are shown dying uh, just to show that the bed's been around for at least 70 years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there because yep. those scenes where the random people dying were some of the best scenes of the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you had a, a priest who just looked confused. Like he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> you had the old lady who just pulls out a newspaper that's like a lesbian magazine. <laughs> they were... Yeah, that that was definitely just just porno newspaper, and like that was so blatant. They were they were like this. She has to be lesbian. They, she has it was oral to be lesbians. Lesbian. That yeah. was that was the the headline. Oral lesbians. Oral <laughs> lesbians. Yep. Um. Uh, oh, and there was also the orgy where mm-hmm. everyone went under the covers, even the guy in the suit. It was a <laughs> it was a religious ceremony, actually. It was a religious orgy. Yes. Oh, it was a religious orgy. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um, and this guy behind the this guy behind the painting basically narrates the whole thing. He's one of the victims. He gets he's toyed with, is what he says. Um, fast forward a little bit more. We see the um I don't know any of the characters' names. Uh one of the women comes back. Uh the other one goes off because they can't find their friend who died. Uh, the one woman who came back, she goes in, she goes and takes a nap. Uh, these people weren't worried about bed bugs. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. I was like, this bed's been here forever. Like, it was the 70s, man. Nasty. You just I, loved I everything, including bed bugs. Uh, I will tell you the names of the ladies were uh, Diane was the uh, black lady. Then we had Susan, which was the, I shouldn't be here. I'm here, but I shouldn't be here. Okay. And then Sharon. Oh, yeah, because they definitely mentioned okay. that. They definitely did not and mention also that. that um, <laughs> Yeah, and also I that uh, Mr. Matthews is uh, listed just as Sharon's brother. <laughs> they couldn't even, right. give him, well, couldn't even give him a name. So he doesn't have a name. He's just listed <laughs> as Sharon's brother. And okay. there, There's also Sharon's brother, who is so forgettable in this whole thing that I forgot that he even had a part. Um, he's driving to go pick <laughs> up his sister, Sharon. Of course, Sharon's brother is picking up his sister, Sharon, uh, who... W- left home i guess and the mom was concerned even though she's an adult i don't know it was weird um anyway so sharon leaves to go get help to find their dead friend um diane goes back she takes a nap in the definitely not bed bug infested bed um she ends up almost dying we have to watch 10 minutes of her not panicking while she's being eaten and dragging her body out of the Thing as she escaped from the bed trying to eat her um and 
Then Sharon comes back right as because the car broke down, right as she sees Diane being pulled back. Diane dies. Sharon doesn't react at all. Sharon's brother comes in. He somehow knows the plot of everything and says, we have to try to get her out. Even though Sharon didn't say a word, he tries to get her out. His hands get melted off mm-hmm. and he he doesn't react. There's a lot of non-reacting. Yeah, and yeah, skeleton hands. Skeleton hands. They try to get out of this shed that is locked. They can't uh, because the the demon locked it. And then uh, the painting says, just go open the door. They leave somehow. And then they like do this ritual and they kill the bed and they that's it that's that was the end of the movie and it says the end yeah so, uh, I'd, I'd like to bring up that it did so a backstory is thrown in to the uh origin of the bed it's hard to catch because it's 40 minutes after the movie starts <laughs> it's one yeah. of those cold opens yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. frigid. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there was a demon living in a tree. Huh. Is that what the tree was? Yeah. It was so confusing. Yes. So there was a demon in a tree and saw a young lady who he was infatuated with. So he took a human. They had sex. She died. He was upset. He cried blood. Mm-hmm. The blood laid on the bed, which, by the way, he created the bed mm-hmm. to, you know, meet her and have sex. Mm-hmm. And the blood that fell on the bed was absorbed. And that's what gave the bed a soul. And then the demon just went back into the tree. And the reason they were able to leave was apparently the demon falls asleep every 10 years. And that's when the bed doesn't have any power. Ah, uh, so they they hit it right at yeah. that la- that sweet spot. Yeah. I got in that sweet yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you guys didn't pick this up. It was just <laughs> so easy to figure out. I mean, it all makes sense on my end. Yep. I agree. <laughs> what? Before we continue, I I truly wanted like in the in the interest of keeping everything organized, I think we should start here. Who really liked the film? Because I wrote down, I am liberated by this film. I thought it was <laughs> fucking amazing. And I'm not shitting you. And I will continue to explain my viewpoint. But, but I want to get kind of a consensus. Who actually enjoyed the film? So I will, I'll start off with saying, uh, before we all got together just a, a minute, a couple minutes ago, uh, Mike and I spoke for a few minutes. Mike, you want to go ahead and explain why you uh, like the film? I, I would say every time I was almost checked out, the movie pulled me right back in. I have the <laughs> points where it pulled me back in. The bed ate entire people, but he decided he didn't want to eat chicken bones for some reason. Uh, he ate a suitcase and then drank a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Random circus music, question mark. I, and then uh, skeleton hands. That's all I have. <laughs> Skeleton hands made the movie. Like I was screaming. I I, oh, I, was. <laughs> I had seen that scene somewhere in some part of my life, and I knew it was going to happen. I, I was like, "Oh my god, is this where it came from? Is this where that shitty, shitty scene of these shitty skeleton hands are going to come from?" <laughs> His non-reaction. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody had a reaction to being eaten except the first couple. It's like the director said to him, "Don't react. Just struggle and look upset." And yeah, don't scream. It. I don't even know if upset is the word. Like, look indifferent to your situation. 
Just breathe he- heavily and struggle. That's all I need you to do. Uh-huh. If if well, you would like to see these skeleton hands that we are talking about, all you have to do is type in deathbed, the bed that eats, go to images on Google, and it'll be your fifth and seventh <laughs> picture. <laughs> That's fantastic. Also, when I was watching that scene as he had his hands in the bed and it was deteriorating in the stomach acid yep. that was the bed. Uh-huh. Um, I just kept, I just kept saying out loud, I'm like, please, pale white skeleton hands when he pulls his hands out <laughs> for the love of God. If it's not it, I hate this movie. Yeah, his his cold surgeon's reaction of, oh God, <laughs> the skin has fallen off, and there goes the cartilage as well. I think it's beginning to deteriorate. I I will need you to rip these off. It's almost like it was translated. Didn't even and, have that reaction. Yeah, she was like, yeah. That's right. Oh, got to rip them off. Never, I, I would never think that someone was so cool, calm, and collected at losing their hands as this guy. Like, no pain, no nothing. He's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, this kind of sucks, he was, right? He was just so inconvenienced by it. Like, he's just like, how am I supposed to play tennis this week? Damn again? it, Susan, not again. Again? <laughs> I think it could be because he just knew possible benefits losing his or having bone hands for instance they double as kindling (laughs) you if you disconnect your now skeleton hand throw it in a fire will increase said fire instantaneously confused about that part because it just seemed like they were like well your hands came off so uh, there's only one thing we can do find someone who can help us out no 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 in the fire (laughs) throw it throw it in Like what the? F- <laughs> uh, yeah. Find to help us out? No. The the initial couple, I the, that was pretty much most of my notes because I I stopped taking notes because I was like, all right, this is this is gonna be fine. I'll remember most of this. Um, <laughs> the the initial couple, uh, the guys stopped, and I was like, oh man, the seventies was sexist, wasn't it? That was. <laughs> Because they they walk like five minutes and she was like, I don't know. And he's like, hey, I know it's been a long, scary, long walk for you. You must be tired. I get it. It's fine for your feeble woman brain to feel this way. Do you want to go ahead and uh, just just don't worry about it? Okay. And (laughs) I just kept walking. (laughs) I'd like to point out that I didn't even because of how it was shot. You don't even really even see that guy's face (laughs) until he's on the bed. You see his hands about 50 times. Trying to open, which supposed to be different doors, all the same doorknob that was just him jiggling over and over again. And they're just like, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a different door. Don't worry about it. It was different doors because it was different angles. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how you stretch a $30,000 budget. <laughs> you only have one door. You just keep cutting back to the same scene that you had. Yeah can see every penny saved in this movie it's amazing <laughs> you can you really can <laughs> all right so here's, seeing the, as thing. here's the thing no, I'm, I'm so sorry i don't mean to cut you off here's the thing i didn't feel like he had a rapey vibe to him at first you do right surface value you do but then he gets on the bed he brings out one of his mom's yankee candles two apples <laughs> and a bucket of fried chicken so i think he you're overselling her he I has to, the best intentions in mind i need to overselling the candle Thank you. I guess because yeah. it was not a Yankee candle. Yankee candle sets a mood. This was like a shitty, like little teacup candle. He puts on the floor. It's like, yeah, he ready to that, go. Set the mood. He, he took that that from the church. You know that. Like he, that's <laughs> he, <laughs> he went took to it out of his mom's living room <laughs> on his way. <laughs> All right, t- let's talk about the allegory to Adam and Eve. Go ahead. 
wait, hang on. No, just just real quick, and then I, and I'll tell you my thoughts on this movie. All right, so the apple gets eaten, right? But the next, I don't know if you guys saw that. The apple gets eaten by the bear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The next scene, right. the apple's back, completely normal. Like they show it's eaten, and then it's back, and it's not eaten. I will. I will say there were two apples. More times in the movie. There were two apples. Oh, there were two yeah. apples. There were two apples. Yeah. There were two apples. Yeah. Uh, let me cross that off my notes. Um, <laughs> So I think they just kept focusing on the other apple. I think one of the crew guys probably just picked up the other apple, continued eating it because he was probably the person that actually ate it Uh and was just like, it's really not that important. I'm still hungry. I'm going to finish eating this apple. They have another one there to keep. We're going to watch this thing anyway. Like I said, that that was the first thing I was like, all right, how weird is this movie going to get? Because I I feel like with the apples and like the male and female and like the maybe this bed's trying to teach a lesson. Is this like an out? No, they were just he just brought apples. He was like, I got to have a balanced dinner of fried chicken, wine and uh, (laughs) an apple. (laughs) To me, that seemed like the most random assortment of like food for I guess you were trying to do like a picnic is like. A bottle of wine, two apples, and a bucket of chicken. I'm just gonna throw it on the bed. <laughs> the fact that they just threw it on the bed again, going back to your nasty bed comment. Yeah, I, who does that? Hey, this this is a creepy bed. Just throw it on there. Out in the middle of nowhere. Why did they have so to go out in the middle of nowhere and bone? Why? Just just go home. Because <laughs> they're into that. They're into boning in other people's houses. With fried right. chicken. With fried chicken. Fried chicken. Look, if we're talking about did I like this movie as a as a funny movie? Oh my gosh, yes, this movie was hilarious. If we're talking about like objectively, like is this a good movie? This movie sucked, but it's bad. Um, the the movie had me from a joke from the first moment when they opened the gate and the gate crashed open, <laughs> like crashed open, like yeah. the loudest noise. <laughs> yeah, he he was like, okay, let me go ahead and gingerly put this back. This, I was like, oh, that's nice of him to close. And then I was like, you can't even fucking close the gate. How's he going to close the deal on this on this chick? Like, what what's going on? Uh, yeah, I would say that I didn't love this movie, but I won't say that I wasn't entertained. Mm hmm. Is I was definitely entertained from start to finish. What was I confused? Ninety five percent of it. A little Absolutely. aroused. A little confused. A little, a little aroused at <laughs> moments. Had to put my pants back on. <laughs> yeah, had to take them off again. Uh, I I was yeah. like, this this is it. This is the the first scenes all I need. And then I was like, I'll put them back. On. I will. Whoa. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that the weird uh, just going in order from uh, boob to boob to boob. Uh, so we had. <laughs> We had the first woman, and then the the second woman that you, uh, Dan, really liked. Uh, she, yeah, she was weird. She was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to bed now." And then they showed two scenes of her just getting naked, um, and then the bed ater, which is like, I, the, it has to be the the dude who's stuck in the painting. He's definitely like into that voyeurism, right? Like that that's his thing. Oh yeah, yeah he's loving. I honestly really- looked at it as the director just got girls that he knew. And just had this as an excuse uh, to see them naked. Like, what about when Diane got naked? We're gonna we're gonna make a lot of money off this. Don't worry. Just just let me see your boobs. Which one makes Diane? It's for the art. Diane was the uh, black woman. Like, disappointed. I wanted I wanted to see Diane naked. I'll I'll, I'll be the first to say it. (laughs) No, she was. She was naked for a second. Yeah. Yeah, for like a second. They. They didn't do a full so, on like frontal it? boobage. They they did a, no, they did a side it was a side angle where but it was overlaid with the with her and her white uh angelic outfit that she had on. 
Yeah, uh, apparently she fell asleep in her regular clothes, was in a yeah. dream in a sheer nightgown, naked over top of it for a hot second, and then back in her regular clothes. Yeah, which again, uh, I, yeah. laying down in your uh, double jean uh, jacket pantsuit thing is like, that's not comfortable. That bed must have been so fucking comfortable. Like, I, that's what I was thinking this whole time. I was like, these people getting on this ratchet ass bed, like this must be the most comfortable bed they've ever seen. Everybody just and falling asleep sleepy. within three seconds. Yeah, I need that bed. Like I may die, but <laughs> what about wait, wait, real quick with that's Diane funny. when right before she dies, like what about when she falls asleep on the bed and then she like her cigarette falls on the bed and it just like squeals like hedonism bot. It was just like <laughs> Yeah, this bed was all sorts of kinky. Uh, when when it oh, so let's kind of move over to cinematography, uh, I guess, and special effects because I'm going to merge those two babies in because they were both bad. Um, the so we talked about cinematography a little bit. Uh, the cinematography for the film was uh, garbage. There, the the first scene that we saw, and I, I guarantee you, it's because the actor, uh, what's her face's brother, was on the scene, and the the camera shot of of the brother was. Yeah, Susan's brother was Susan's brother was a name. Uh, sorry, uh, Susan's brother. Uh, the camera angle was above him, aiming down at him, even though there's nobody else like talking to him. It, it was really weird. And it cut off his like six head that he had because he doesn't have a forehead anymore. He had at least a five or a six head. Um, and that was my first scene. I was like, oh, man, this is bad. And then, like we said before, that the, they cut a bunch of stuff together and I don't think they had a lot of money for it. So they just used old stuff. Uh, it, I think about halfway through, maybe three quarters of the way through, they started to, to kind of understand how cameras worked. And that was a little helpful. Um, but that, there there was no cinematography in this. It was the point of camera. And see what happens. OK, I think Please. I disagree entirely. I would agree entirely because I think even if like the tripod fell over and there was just a wide angle lens of the camera on the ground, they were like, yeah, keep it. That's the look I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like they mashed a bunch of stuff together and they were like, well, let's just see what happens. I'm going to pull up to this random truck stop. Just pretend you're on the phone. It's fine. That's, what <laughs> we're gonna, that's how we're going to do it. We can I, just I, add it. We could add in the dialogue after the fact, which is another <laughs> thing I want to bring up. Because there's so much voiceover used in this movie. It's even used when two people are sitting right next to each other, what is supposedly having a conversation, and their mouths are not moving. Mm -hmm. And it's very confusing. And that's one of the things that I would hold against this movie. One of the very few, few things I would hold up against this movie. <laughs> I would, like, like when Diane was taking 30 minutes to crawl away from the bed. Yeah, her was, mouth is making is looks like it should be making screaming noises, but what apparently is coming out is just. Uh, ooh, so, uh, what's interesting so about screaming? She's just moaning centrally. Apparently, what's interesting oh, about centrally. that? Uh, it, she is centrally. Absolutely, they. So, what I read online about this film and its whole life cycle. Was that I think and I think this is where we are with this with this exact film is the film was made in 77. It was attemptively turned into a movie. Nobody wanted it. And then so they gave it to uh, he went to go try to sell it to like a, a VHS trader, like we had mentioned earlier, and a, a VHS uh, seller back in the day. And that they were like, yeah, not a problem at all, except we need the, the credits to be added to this as well. We need the full credited thing. And he was they were like. 
oh, okay. And they're like, we'll give you a thousand bucks for the rights to, to, to resell this or whatever. And he was like, okay, but it cost $3,000 to get the credits added into the film. And he was like, I don't got that. So it never <laughs> became a film. <laughs> uh, so what actually happened though, is those guys had the copy that they had, and then they redistributed the copy without him knowing. He figured this out in 2003 or 2001 or something like that. I think it was 2001. And then when he figured out that people had actually seen it, he was like, yo, what? And so uh, a reviewer reviewed the film. He ended up interviewing the director and then it, they sent it to like an indie thing. And then the indie thing got put out there, which is probably 2003. And then uh, I think again in 2010, it was re-released with new 5.1 surround sound on Blu-ray, my dudes. Where, where is that surround sound? You've watched the Blu-ray. I feel like I'm missing out. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking what is on. I watched it on Amazon. Uh, uh, full disclosure: this, this is a, a, a sponsored podcast by Amazon. Uh, the <laughs> it's not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Amazon, do the do. Yeah, do, do the... <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I think that version might have been it because it just. I'm not trying to give them credit. I feel like this was a. They had redone all of the sound again in this film for that reason for the 5.1 surround. So the I feel like sound was pretty awful throughout. Yeah. Like they, they open a door and it creaks for another nine seconds after the door <laughs> is open. Or about uh, the fact that every time someone walked, no matter what kind of terrain they were walking on, they were apparently walking on large amounts of gravel and rocks. Uh-huh. Like it was like fresh grass and bushes. Crunch, crunch, crunch. A lot of crunching Solid happening. Parent concrete floor. <laughs> Crunch, there, crunch. There were a lot the of crickets, examples. The yeah, crickets crunch. were louder than car doors at one point. <laughs> there were there were definitely a lot of examples of like poor cinematography and sounds. One one of them I was going to say was what Chris said, which is the excruciatingly long scene of Diane crawling away and almost being eaten. That that scene had to have gone on for like at least two or three minutes and it was a straight shot too it's not it wasn't like mm-hmm. an ingenious straight shot like bird uh Birdman was it, it was just so painful to watch and uh what else what else do we have i mean those single take long shots i would put it right uh, next to 1917 yeah i know it, 1917 it's <laughs> true detective Birdman, deathbed and you know <laughs> that's, that's my list up there with the grand you know i was I was looking up, I was looking up like the era that this came out and I was like, all right, well, I noted these like close shots and like a lot of the shots that were done in this were pretty popular at the time. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at a lot of older 70s, 60s movies, like a lot of these shots were pretty popular. But I I looked at movies, famous horror movies that had come out before and like you have things like The Hills Have Eyes came out the same year. Um, I mean, you could go back to the 60s and Rosemary's Baby and I know that these are like famous bigger budget movies even though hills have eyes isn't too big of a budget but you could even make the argument that something like uh paranormal activity and um blair witch like better better than this and lower budget Mm -hmm. like i i believe that um i believe it was paranormal activity only had a fifteen thousand dollar budget and that was in 2007 so like and i know technology is better nowadays but like you can make an argument that you could do a little bit better with your with your I, shots than what you i have. don't think 
the most futuristic technology would have made this cinematography any better. <laughs> this movie, what it does for me is it it tells me that if we wanted to make a movie, we could. It is it is the, so the driving force. Chance. <laughs> Absolutely. We need a we need a huge budget for yellow foam though. I shall buy a heart movie. Uh, if, I, if I can just expand off that, because I'm glad you brought it up. I think that we were brought together to do this podcast solely for the reason of remaking this film. That's my <laughs> argument here today. I think this film, so I'll, I'll just quickly give my synopsis. I think this film had so much potential. On the surface, you, you see Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, and you just know it's going to be a shitty horror flick that you're going to get high and laugh at. That's not what it was for me. I heard dialogue that was far, far better than expected, far better than it should have been. I saw the uh, the cinematography that had potential. I saw I saw the director's vision in it. I just know he was limited by his budget and how terrible every one of his friends were who would do this movie for free. <laughs> Yeah, I could see Probably that. Probably also limited on the amount of brain cells he had available to write, direct this film. I mean, he had special effects like the 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 colors and the sounds. Like they were, they were so seventies. It it I felt like I was back. I was I was there. <laughs> I was you back. Like you were there before. You mentioned dialogue. One of the lines that stood out to me was uh, when they're trying to look for Susan. Diane's like. Yeah, she probably wandered off. She's probably gotten stuck in a bear trap or quicksand. <laughs> I cracked <laughs> up when that That's so good. That's so easy to stumble into those things out in the world. No. I mean, anything that ever happens to anybody, it's either a bear trap or quicksand. It's got to be. It's it's like done. it's rock, paper, scissors, but instead it's bear trap, uh, quicksand. <laughs> When I was a kid, every time I went out to play, my mom was like, watch out for bear traps and quicksand. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so favorite scene. uh, Somebody had mentioned it probably before we started, uh, but the favorite scene of mine was definitely the the two guys, uh, the two guys, the gangsters, I think, who shot the bed. And no sound. (laughs) They just they moved the gun up and down as though it was recoiling, I guess. But it was just... (laughs) And there was just so, such a confuse of just, oh, man, oh, let me, uh, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and shoot this bit, I guess. Oh, oh Not geez. even a cap gun. They had cap guns in the 70s. It was completely doable. It, it's like it was a piece of wood. They, they had just like carved out a, a, a gun-shaped piece of wood, and they were like, all right, just, was, just move it like a gun. Yeah, you know? you're, if you're listening, make the, make the movement with your hand like you're sawing something in a vertical motion, and that's what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would I would have not been surprised if they just were yelling out "bang, bang, bang." (laughs) That's that's why they couldn't use it. That's why they couldn't use the the vocals in that. The voice lines were just cut out because somebody was like "bang, bang, bang." Oh man! Even the other guy who was all of a sudden just "oh no, it's eating me." Yeah. (laughs) Just no concern. Did no distress. Did anyone like the guy that was behind the painting? I lo- okay, first yes. off, his character's name is Aubrey. Okay, sorry. Loving it. I'm sorry, Thanks what? to Wikipedia. Thank you. Oh, okay. 
Tell me that it's not. I mean, that guy is like the Daniel Day Lewis of this film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he put in some work. He did. That's I, the dialogue. I mean, every other character's dialogue is just, it leaves to be desired. But his is, it's, it's emblematic of the director's vision, which I see. And that's why I am a fan of Deathbed, the bed that eats. That's my comment. Thank well, you for I showing have, up to my TED Talk. Yep. But it was a personal thing because the bed kept him prisoner for, like, it was 60 years. And he had to just sit in the wall behind a painting. And watch his bed eat all these people. Which also reminds me they were showing uh, newspaper clippings of apparently the history of this bed, and it said thousands disappear. Mm-hmm. Really, thousands of people disappeared <laughs> to this bed. <laughs> I'd also like to point out in your those own newspapers. Bed. Those newspapers, it's the newspaper was the Daily Bugle. Oh. Marvel's gonna be pissed. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, it was the Daily Bugle. It was the Daily Bugle because oh, I was God. laughing at just the classic like spinning and going uh-huh. to the screen newspaper shot, <laughs> and then I noticed, yep. yeah, and I noticed I'm like, that says the Daily Bugle. No. Yeah, wow. I, I agree with you. Uh, thousands of people seemed uh, unrealistic. It's... Even if you sleep in your own non-deathbed, the bed that does not eat, it would take you years to add up to a thousand nights. Correct. Maybe, maybe so... the bed was at Woodstock. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. so would come like sleep another... on me. How did the bed get out into the world? The oh, bed well, bed we... teleported. We know for a fact there's a couple times when it made it out into the world. We know for a fact that you can summon it if you make a couple circles out of hair and and bones from your brother. And it has to be Uh, the number eight. Yes. Yep. Uh, And or the other option is you can just pick it up and put it outside and have people uh, just have sex on it. Really doable. Yep. Yes. It's still so confused. How did they bring that bed out? That thing must have been mass like so heavy. Yeah. There's no way. Assemble it. Yeah, exactly. They would have assembled the deathbed. It's nope. like moving a dresser. You take the drawers out, the bed, you just take the sheets off, and it's so much lighter. Okay, guys, <laughs> we're making this way more difficult than we need to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I'm sorry. A real quick side note um, that kind of like kind of went back to like the cinematography of it. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone else notice that the actors could teleport? Go ahead and explain. Because the guy in the beginning, or she's like, did you lock the door? Shows him with his hand on the doorknob, which has been seen before. That's a solid, like, ten feet away. Uh-huh. And he jiggles the handle, and immediately he's back on the bed like, oh, must have already locked it. Yeah, I mean, and that's... then again, when mm-hmm. Sharon is like, like, I'm gonna go look, I'm gonna go see where Susan oh, is. Yes. She says that she's in like, the room with there. Diane, and it just cuts to her outside next to her. Jump cut. Or wherever the fuck that is. Yep. I mean, <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna go look for Susan. I found her. So I did, thought the same thing. I'm so happy you brought that up. <laughs> did you want that? Or did you want five minutes of her walking out there in their in their mom's backyard as they went through the woods and to the other side of the woods? Like what? what you know what? You know what? You know I would have preferred to do that shot. You I would have loved to see that, that shot. shot. Uh-huh. Well, I think they had. To, I think they had to make up for all the jump cuts and all the teleportation with Diane's five minute crawling scene. That's how you make up. All the <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we have to fit this in here somewhere. Where can we make the cuts? <laughs> Cut out any other point where someone is walking to a destination. 
Maybe it was part of Diane's contract. You can't film me completely naked, and I need a five-minute depth scene. Yeah. It looked like she just had, like, red paint on her pants. Uh-huh. That's what and, why, and why she's the – she was in the, the stomach acid or the – whatever that was in the bed. For at least three and a half minutes of her five minutes of crawling in. Yeah. And, and nothing – she crawls out and everything's fine, but then you, you have somebody that's in there for maybe 30 seconds, and he winds up with skelly hands. Uh, also the fact that she's crawling away and you notice she's not leaving a trail of blood so the blood is just on the back of her legs front of her legs perfectly fine well so there's something to that because there was a conversation oftentimes uh the the guy behind the paint uh aubrey was saying uh oh there you go again bleeding already what what like the bed bleeds Inside, Apparently. as soon as that, as soon as Susan, nope, not Susan, uh, no, Sharon. Sharon shows up, he's, he's like, oh, there you go, bleeding again already. What does that mean? What is that? I don't know. But apparently, Sharon, the linchpin, apparently, hmm. no dialogue, and also, like, makes it seem like this big thing that he fears her. But then it's just like, he's like, oh, oh. you're over you realize, now. Like, yeah, you're over it now. You'll eat her next time she's here. And I'm like, what was the point of making it seem like she was going to be the person to end it all? She was the person that ended it all, but then immediately kind of just brush it away. Like, no, she's Mike. useless. Oh, no, Mike. So I might have blacked out at the end. Uh, unplug so your mic and bring it back. Bed, bed, get Mike. Oh, no. Oh, God, Mike. Is that no? Yes, it's better. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it, it got him because they created a circle, a figure eight, if you will, and uh, they cut, they cut, like, they ate with a knife, and apparently that was, like, part of the bed, and it made it bleed, and then they put bones and hair inside of it, and then it lit on fire. Yeah, yeah, but and then... it also summoned the dead woman that the demon fell in love with, who showed her in a casket fully dressed, but when she's resurrected for this moment, she's nude, because mm-hmm. it makes sense. Gotta yeah, get one more scene. It, she got it with Sharon's brother. She was like, you don't have hands? No problem. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like hand stuff anyway. Relining. <laughs> Instead, we can just bone. I mean, it's nice. Oh, nice. Textbook way to sacrifice a bed. You, you need bones, hair, uh, hair, and figure eights. That's um, step one of sacrificing a deathbed. Yep. <laughs> all those things are step one. <laughs> the movie teaches you things, guys. Like you know, we can make fun of it all all day, but it teaches you things. Bones are kindling. You know how to sacrifice a deathbed demon. No, the fact that the seventies had newspaper pornos. Yep, um, and the you know the new or specifically uh, Aubrey was like, uh, well, he didn't exactly look like a human because, as we know, all devils have red eyes. And I was like, I guess that that tracks. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Let me ask you this: they will they will shatter if you're upset. Have you ever met a demon without red eyes? Hmm. My ex. Oh. <laughs> anyway. That's all I had to say. So the, the music score, we know, was uh, it was very 70s. It, it was very, um, there's a lot of theremin. What was that? 
probably just skip that part entirely. Yeah, yeah. we could just say that yeah. it was like crappy 70s sound. Crappy 70s, a lot, we lot we of therapy. basically say music was used in moments where it really shouldn't have been, it didn't <laughs> make sense, and that's really all you can say about it. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a I'm I'm putting a, a negative one on spoopiness. I was laughing the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Wait, wait, are we grading it? Are we giving yeah. it our rating now? I, we're going to do an overall score. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we kind of went all over the place last time with the idea of, of whatever our, our rating was. Was the rating for spoopiness or was the rating for I, overall? I think I've, last I've, time we did a rating of spoopiness and we did an overall. Okay. Well, I, I have another rating, rating. Go ahead. for it. All right. How, how many how many naked women were there? What was there? Four? Mm, yes all of the all the women got naked at some point okay so there's a woman in the movie she got naked all right but but we only saw like one of diane's nipples right Mm, Uh, i got a half a point for that one it was like three and a half right so it was like three and a half we could say yeah yeah all right so zero to seven nipples how many nipples would you give this (laughs) (laughs) if you were to rate this movie from burlap sack to egyptian cotton i like the nipples better i'd probably give it yeah but uh, there's, too, there's too many different things i have to think about between burlap sack and egyptian oh uh, yeah there's just so many things that you have to take into consideration who's the manufacturer the thread yeah. count like it's it's too much <laughs> Uh, but i would like my, say my hanes underwear upstairs like does that factor in <laughs> is that a bed uh a yes so if we're if we're actually rating spoopiness based off of nipples uh like i said i'm going with like a one any nipple <laughs> an any nipple yeah i think that's a negative nip- i think it's a, i think that that's not like spoopy a at all <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have to agree. I give it. I I will. I will give it a, probably about the same. Yeah, like a negative one nipple on on spoopiness, and the same. I wasn't scared. Nothing scared me. Just laughed a lot. I, I would give it maybe half a spoopy, just because <laughs> I feel bad for it at some points. But I did thoroughly enjoy the movie, and I want to give it a little bit of spoopiness because it did set a mood in like a creepy basement. You gave it a pity nipple. It's a pity nipple. <laughs> it's, it's, it's under the shirt, but over the bra, pity nipple. Oh, I remember my days of a pity nipple. <laughs> That's a Do good go band name. That's a great band yes. name. The I pity nipples. Um, Hi, my name's Kyle, I, and I'm in the. And this is the pity nipples. That should be our podcast <laughs> name. Can we just change our name? Pity nipples. Be the pity nipples. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to pass any sort of uh, major <laughs> podcast presenter. Uh, Apple's not going to be happy about that. They don't know us. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> um, I yeah, would wait, give hold it. On. Oh, good. Um, I, I'll give it. Um, I'm going to give it zero. Like, there's no nipples on this for scariness. <laughs> uh, but in terms of just like a fun movie to like. I don't know, uh, get intoxicated to uh, get high or w- drunk or whatever, and Ooh. then sit down and like watch with your friends. Like, I'm going to say that this is probably like uh, out of seven, like a five. I think it was pretty enjoyable just for that. Uh, does that come with rice by any chance? A five out of seven with rice? <laughs> um, five out of seven with rice? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little brown rice. Mm. <laughs> like right. uh, I think I've been very clear this point on how i felt about this film um but for rating spoopiness 
I'm going to give it, I, I like the inverted nipple idea. I'm going to give it a full rack. All right. Two <laughs> converted nipples, but one of them is pierced, being the, giving the impression of outward protrusion of nipple. Um, and here's why. I, I realize it was not a scary film, but what was spoopy is how drawn to it I was. I think Johnny Depp could easily play Aubrey in a, in a remake of this film. Um, I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think Mike said it best, you know, once you lost interest, I mean, half a second later, it's pulling you back in with something else. Um, oh, I really enjoyed the film. I think at this point, this is just a call to action. Um, anyone listening, if you want to remake this film, I'm in, don't know how and what capacity, (laughs) but I'm in. I love it. Uh, we, we can start the, the, finding out the scenes and, and where to actually filming it, uh, start filming it. And we'll, we'll put this out probably, I don't know, what do we need? Like eight hours to do this? Eight hours and 30 <laughs> and bucks. And a half. Yeah. I've got the yeah. camera, so we're all right. This is going to be, Eric, you don't even fan. need to be like a director or anything. You can just be the guy who inspects the nipples that we're going to have in the movie. That's honestly the job seven, I was the, hoping for. So uh-huh. of the seven nipples we'd have to have to make sure we commit to, you know, accuracy. See what seven. I want. Is I want the op- I want an all male cast for this film. <laughs> I I only asked that I could be uh, Sharon's brother, which is AKA Rusty Russ, who I just found out what his name was after digging yeah, the internet. That is Mr. Matthews from Boy Beats World. I, yeah, I, I would like, like to be Mr. Matthews. Before. Yep. Because I, when I saw him, I was like, I know this face, but I don't know where I know this face from. I looked it up. It's, Are you guys being serious? That was Mr. Matthews from Boy Meets World. It's Mr. Matthews that from Boy Meets World. That is Corey's father, right there. How what if he this is even, me? This is even an official yeah. release till after the entire run of Boy Meets World. So you got to figure <laughs> he's sitting in his he's sitting in his house, living off that Boy Meets World money, and then this movie comes out, and people have actually seen. It. He's like, ah, shit! All those years <laughs> as Corey Matthews' father. <laughs> and thrown away because of deathbed i cultivated this identity you know i i take it back i want to see i want to see mr matthews reprise his role as rusty oh a sequel the bed comes back (laughs) damn it how many times is sharon gonna run away He's got now fake hands attached. I'd like to see him melt these off your fucking bed. <laughs> Ooh, a gritty reboot of it. I'm loving it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm and thinking. Liam and I agree Johnny Depp should be uh the person of the I heard you say Liam Neeson. Where's he gonna show up here? I was uh <laughs> Liam Neeson's gonna be Diane. Ooh. Yeah. In the all male version. Because at first with that uh grizzled uh take of it, I was like, oh, Liam Neeson would be great for it. And we, we can get the guy uh so that the chicken from Moana, that's that's a guy who's actually playing that voice. I need <laughs> oh, him Alan, to be the bed. Alan, Alan Tudyk? Alan, yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yep. I need him to be the um uh the bed, like crunching and, and giggling and stuff like that. That's all I want. <laughs> Masturbating when it sees boobs, because it definitely did that. Oh, and oh yeah, with the especially with the, the cigarette. Oh yeah. You get that little burn action. I mean, I mean, after you consume an entire orgy, like anything's gonna get. What else you supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, where do you go from that? You eat an entire orgy. What else is there to do? Uh, uh-huh. Eat two gangsters who shoot you with a gun. <laughs> bang! 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 <laughs> uh, so, um, so do I, we want to give our 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 overall rating 
for the uh, film. Yeah, I think I think we kind of hit it with the, the yeah, I think we did it at the beginning, but we'll do it again here. Do you did we like it? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we all liked it. Some of us a little bit more than they should, but uh definitely enjoyed it. Um if you have an hour so and a half. Yeah, I'll I'll get you the Blu-ray. I'll see it in the <laughs> see it on base in like in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't waste um, my time with anything that's not 4K anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you have Deathbed, the bed that eats in HD 4K surround sound, then uh, I'll pass. Yeah. Uh, with that, uh, this has been horrible, friends. Uh, anybody has anything else to say uh, i think our next film um we have it down as uh, it's just truck right is that correct i think it's trucks maybe, trucks maybe plural. uh so trucks. yeah so trucks is, is from 1997 uh directed by danny steinman um i don't remember who suggested that but it's gonna be trucks i think it was me and i don't even remember it <laughs> <laughs> love it uh but yeah this has been horrible friends uh tune in next time uh thanks for showing up see you thanks Bye. for stopping by and having a horrible time Bye.